Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, always broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios, along with Colleen Daniel and the About Mansfield News team. Coming up today, it's Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And a little later in the episode, you will have a chance to win a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery with our Mansfield trivia question, courtesy of Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. Texas Health Hospital raises 21,000 services of cereal for families in need. Should political activities take place at civic events? We cover it during a moment with the mayor. City asks for your opinion on Rose Park makeover. We have a list of the lowest gas prices in Mansfield in Who's Got Gas? Mansfield ISD earns national awards for communications and marketing. Fireworks to culminate Sunday's Mansfield Rocks event. Coming up in the features section. I'm science reporter Dennis Webb, and today I'll discuss a dinosaur controversy later in the science section. Want to boost brain power? We'll offer some nutty tips and Methodist Mansfield news to know. Have you ever wondered about how solar panels might positively or negatively affect your home's value and complicate resale? I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. We'll explore just that in the Mansfield Real Estate Report. In this week's Cocktail of the Week segment, I'll be talking about a cocktail that may become your summer favorite. We have the hot seven-day weather forecast. And in the talk segment, Steve concludes his talk with local dermatologist entrepreneur Janine Wang. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. I'm Dr. Joseph Adams with Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health. And if you or your loved one is suffering with headaches and or migraines, we invite you to come sit down with our team and see if we can find a solution. What we know about migraines is that they're a complex neurological disorder and there are many different triggers and appropriate treatment requires a team that can address all those factors. So if you or somebody you know is suffering from migraines, we invite you to come into the office and sit down and have a conversation with us and see if we can help you. Calibration Chiropractic and Functional Health, 408 South Main Street in downtown Mansfield. I'm Philip Washington, Chief Investment Officer of Stonehill Wealth Management and host of Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. First book I read in college was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changed my life. And since then, I've read tons and tons of books on money. And what I've done is taken those lessons, simplified them, and I talk about those lessons on the podcast, Growth Building Made Simple. So come hang out with us. We're on every major platform, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube, Wealth Building Made Simple. Hey, this is Jeff Kish from Barlow Tree Experts. It's summertime and the living ain't easy if you're a tree. For the most part, trees enjoy summer, but when things get hot and dry, think about how you would feel. You get to go indoors to enjoy air-conditioned air and a nice cool drink while your trees and shrubs remain outside to tolerate the extremes of the season. Healthy, vigorous trees and shrubs tolerate weather extremes rather well, but long periods of excessive heat and lack of rain are formidable tree enemies. Stress, insects, and disease can also cause serious damage. Luckily, Luckily, much of this can be prevented with the help of Bartlett Tree Experts. The best preventative care involves a program of fertilization, pruning, and management of insect damage and disease. Call us at 1-877-BARTLETT to take advantage of Bartlett's free summer checkup inspection. Trees are a valuable asset to the environment and to the value of your home. Don't entrust their care to anyone but the experts. Bartlett Tree Experts. Call 1-877-BARTLETT for your free tree inspection or visit us online at Bartlett.com. That's Bartlett.com. Hi, I'm Taronda Hillman, and you're listening to About Mansfield. 
Welcome back to About Mansfield. When students leave school for the summer, many of those who rely on receiving two to three school meals a day struggle. With the involvement of Texas Health Hospital, a cereal drive was organized to help support those in need. The Mansfield Mission Center was the recipient of the cereal and distributes it at their market, where families can get their necessities free of charge. Community members are able to stop by anytime Monday through Saturday with no appointment needed. The Mission Center expects to feed around 4,000 individuals this summer. One of the most requested items when children are out of school during the summer is cereal, so Texas Health Hospital organized a friendly competition among hospital team members. The initial goal was to collect 10,000 servings of cereal, and it took just two weeks to raise nearly 21,000 servings, the largest cereal drive the Mission Center has ever seen. Mansfield City Council held a regularly scheduled meeting on Monday. The following opinions of those of Michael Evans may not necessarily reflect those of the Mansfield City Council. And here in the studio this morning is... The Honorable Mayor Michael Evans, welcome back to About Mansfield. Good morning. It's always good to be here, Steve. It always. is. It is good. Uh, let's go ahead and recap the uh, the the City Council meeting last Monday night, and you started uh, started early and and with a yeah. work session at five thirty. Yeah, we did, and actually, we we started uh, at three p.m. with our executive session, and uh, after the executive session, then we. Uh, uh, started at 5.30 p.m., our work session, and the city manager presented, uh, presented to us facility needs uh, as part of the uh, fiscal year 2023 uh, budget. Uh, we, we, we know that we have needs in our city because the city keeps growing, staff keeps growing, and um, we need a place to uh, put everybody. And with uh, some of the propositions uh, that um, they didn't get chosen, so uh, now we have to find a place for people, and uh, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're almost uh, putting people in closets, you know. So uh, <laughs> we're we're uh, we're trying to make this work. The Council meeting started just after 7 o'clock. A full house, and we'll talk about that in a bit, uh, started with a couple of proclamations. It, it really did. And you know what? Th these are feel-good proclamations. I mean that uh, the first, recognizing July as Parks and Recreation Month. Uh, you know, our parks and rec programs help keep our community active, uh, healthy. Our workers maintain our award-winning parkland and fields. So, um, you know, they, they deserve some recognition. And, um, for the great work that they do. Now, that was the first one. Uh, the second one was for the uh, and honoring Harvesting International Ministry Center of Mansfield. Mm. Uh, look, look at this. I, I didn't even know this happened, Steve, but, but check this out. In 2021, they distributed 2.7 million pounds of food uh, to children and families in need. Uh, we are so blessed to have uh, these organizations and organizations like this in our community. And and another thing, too, I, I don't think uh, people realize, but uh, uh, him, Harvest International Ministries, uh, they are the highest per capita food distribution a ministry, a nonprofit in the entire County. So wow. uh, Lisa Richardson is doing an outstanding job uh, leading, as well as uh, Greg DeBrew. And um, I say to anyone, if you really want to find a place to help out and serve and volunteer, 
hymns would be that place. Absolutely. We got a big event coming up at Big League Dreams, and uh, we talked about Mansfield Rocks, did we? Yeah, Mansfield Rocks. And I understand that Tim Roberts is going to talk more about it uh, later on in the episode. I'll say this. Uh, Staff gave the council an update on our upcoming Mansfield Rocks event. Um, And of course, it celebrates our great nation, and um, it's going to be outstanding. And uh, you'll be able, really, you'll be able to gather all over the city. But in regard to tickets, you'll be able to purchase tickets uh, for um, the Big League Dreams property as well as Hawaiian Falls. And and all of the festivities start at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. But I don't want to take any more Tim's thunder. I'll just I'll, I'll just make that blanket announcement. How about that? A lot of people came out last night, and I guess this was the uh, this was the big uh, thing on the agenda last night: political activities at civic events. You know what it, it was, and uh, we appreciate our residents coming out and uh, learning. You know just really how uh, things work as it concerns planning for these special events. So what we wanted to do was to make sure that the public fully understood uh, what the process is uh, regarding political activities at city events, uh, and. To be honest with you, uh, we wanted to also make clear that no candidates get the opportunity to, uh, let's say, give commercials at those events. And um, we, we needed to just state that. But then, too, then too, Steve, I think that there are some more changes uh, that are going to be coming uh, in regard to to those activities and uh, access that candidates will have uh, in the um, in the coming years in regard to all of the events that take place. We've allowed candidates to be a part of every one of our celebrations, but uh, we want to, we, we need to make sure that we lay out some better parameters and yeah. codify them. So right. uh, that's, that, that's what happened. And um, to be honest with you, really it turned out pretty well. I mean, we appreciate civil discourse and um, I believe that's what it's all about. I tell you what, we don't see that much <laughs> anymore uh, in our public discourse, but uh, thank you, Mansfield. And thank you to the residents. We still have that here. That's right. If there wasn't a differing of opinions, the, there wouldn't be an election. You better know it. You and better so, know it. But we appreciate the folks. Uh, next was con- consent agenda. And, and uh, I'll just go ahead and lead you right into that one. Sure. Not a problem. Um, and, and I'll make it quick. Here it is. We approved everything. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. And we did though. But but uh, here's what's important. We also hired a municipal judge, and we haven't had one for a while. So listen, uh, y'all be careful out there because now we can really send you to the judge. That's you know, right. so uh, we we have that now, and uh, that that's important to know. And we passed what's called SOMA, which is the South Mansfield Form Based Development uh, District the South Mansfield Form-Based Development District. And let me tell you what this is. Uh, this, this is, this helps individuals who are wanting to come to our town to come and share their ideas with a council and staff, all right? Uh, noting that we learned some lessons uh, from past projects, uh, from the reserves, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we have people talking a lot about, and, and rightfully so, you know, they, they say that, uh, you know, uh, Mayor, we're building too many apartments, uh, and uh, council, you're building too many apartments, a multifamily. And um, what is a truth is that 
this council and, and even the one prior to us, they really didn't, they have not approved any new apartment bills. Uh, what people are experiencing and seeing now are uh, multifamily being built. These are agreements that have been made, that were made maybe even a decade ago. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so the perception, but perception is reality until you prove us otherwise. So uh, what Soma gives the council the opportunity to do is to uh, uh, limit what that looks like, number one, and to have more input in regard to the facade, what it looks like, what it feels like in that area. But we're excited because this will also help us to attract uh, companies that uh, want to build uh, office buildings off of, uh, of the local interstate, sure. uh, uh, entertainment venues. And, um, you, you know, who knows? I mean, and, and, and almost mums the word, but um, we're going to have some pretty good entertainment venues coming that this way in the coming months. I'll say it like that. We'll be able to make announcements. So uh, we approved it. We approved it. There we you approved go. It. And then again, I'd mentioned the final reading. Yeah. You can. Yes, we, we did have, we did have a uh, continuation and um, actually it was continuation in first reading of an ordinance regarding the zoning change uh, to Soma. So, so this is, this is the first developer that was approved under this new uh, form based uh, development uh, uh, district or uh, agreement. And uh, we're talking about 54 acres uh, located uh, near the uh, southeast corner of South US 287 and Lone Star Road in Johnson County. Uh, this was approved. But but let me let me say this also. Again, uh, we know what's in that South Point area. We also know that in regard to the uh, southern uh, sector of our city, it is growing. They deserve amenities uh, such as uh, restaurants and things of that nature. You have some news on a historic landmark. You know, I do. Um, uh, a council uh, held a public hearing and first reading on an ordinance approving classification of the uh, front gable bungalow. Uh, that, and now this this particular house is located at uh, 205 North Street, and um, we're hoping to designate that as a historic landmark. Now that particular house and and really that site, so it's all encompassing. That site was built in 1925. Uh, those homes have a connection to uh, one of our founding families, the Field family. So uh, again, it's good to know that we have that bit of history hmm. uh, still here. And um, we feel we feel real good about that. And we're really uh, working to uh, expand our historical district uh, here in Mansfield. So um, I'm excited about what that's going to look like in the in the years to come. I'm just going to lead you into it. You have one last item on the agenda and go right for it. Yeah, this has to do with the birdsong edition. Um, uh, to conclude our meeting, council actually tabled a rough proportionality appeal for the fee requirement of 50% of the construction cost of Howell Road uh, relating to the birdsong addition. Now, what that says is uh, there is an agreement when you're building infrastructure and otherwise, uh, whereas if, let's say, if two developments are going to share the same road, one developer will pay 50% and the other will pay uh, the other 50%, the other half. That makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, what is key, though, is that uh, we have the best infrastructure for uh, the residents who will one day live there. And we always want to lessen the tax burden on uh, folks here in Mansfield, people who are already in town. So we want those developers uh, to pay for that as opposed to taxpayers uh, picking up that bill. So that's what happened. Should we remind the listeners that the city council is uh, full of volunteers 
<laughs> unpaid volunteers and that we uh, we appreciate everything you do. God bless. We appreciate it. And, you know, again, uh, these are my own remarks, but I, but I believe on this occasion I can speak on behalf of the council. And uh, that is, yes, sir, we have dedicated volunteers, uh, people who put in a whole lot of time. I'm not playing the violin here, yeah. but, I, but I am saying that uh, we appreciate every one of them. Chief Lehman, Mike Lehman, what he brings to the table, that wisdom. I think about uh, Julie Short, who has uh, a, a, a beautiful, a big heart, uh, uh, Casey uh, Lewis, who's a, a fine young man. Uh, he's an awesome guy, smart guy. Todd Tenora, a businessman here in town, but a guy has a passion for Mansfield. Tamara Bounds, she leads with compassion in her heart. And uh, what can I say about our elder statesman? I call yeah. Larry Brosh, uh, yeah, a man of high integrity and a person that um, is fun to work with. So yes, sir. And thank you. Absolutely. We'll see you in two weeks. Yes, sir. I'll see you in a couple. It's a moment with the mayor on About Mansfield. Catherine Rose Memorial Park has been a Mansfield favorite since opening in 1996, but the much-loved park is showing its age and is in need of a makeover. As planning got underway to replace the playground, city staff quickly realized not only that the land needed an update, but also that an opportunity existed to establish Rose Park as a unique destination for all residents to enjoy their experiences, regardless of their age, interests, or physical abilities. Over the years, the well-loved yet heavily used playground equipment has gotten a tremendous workout from the young and young at heart and is nearing the end of its usable life. The Mansfield City Council allotted $1.5 million in 2021 to replace the playground. The big question is, what amenities should replace the playground? The City Parks and Rec Department has come up with a couple of opportunities for you to reach out and tell them what you think. The first is a public meeting on Monday, July 7th, starting at 6 p.m. at City Hall, where the public is invited to give their feedback and share ideas. Planners and consultants have put together some creative options that allow for a much larger, more dramatic playground with a splash pad, expanded parking, and new restroom facilities. In addition, they're looking at expansion of both basketball and sand volleyball and the addition of tennis and outdoor pickleball courts. All concepts are very preliminary at this stage and pending further input from residents before final plans proceed. In addition to the in-person meeting, an online public feedback survey is available now through July 11th for residents to share their ideas and weigh in on possible changes and additions. City staff and designers will use your feedback to develop initial concepts and renderings, which will be presented for another round of community input later this summer. There's a link to the survey on our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. We're all suffering at the gas pump. It's no secret. And when it comes to gas prices, Texas still remains one of the least expensive states in the country, yet Tarrant County is one of the most expensive in the state. So who's got gas and who's got the least expensive gas in Mansfield? According to GasBuddy.com, and as of Tuesday morning, June 27th, the least expensive regular gas in Mansfield is at the Murphy USA at Matlock and Debbie at four thirty-two a gallon. The least expensive mid-grade gas in Mansfield, there are three locations, the Quick Trip at 287 and Broad, as well as the Quick Trip at 157 and Debbie Lane 
and the racetrack at 287 in Debbie Lane, all at 474 a gallon. The least expensive premium gas that we could find is at 499 a gallon, and it's at four locations throughout Mansfield: two quick trip locations, 287 in Broad and 157 at Debbie Lane, as well as two racetrack locations, Broad Street and Cannon as well as 287 and Debbie Lane. Now, these prices do not include grocery store, fuel rewards, or other promotions. Membership stations such as Sam's Club traditionally run a few cents less per gallon. So shop around Mansfield, look for the best deal, and help bring the cost down. Mansfield ISD was recognized last week for its excellence in school communications and marketing by earning five awards from the National School Public Relations Association. MISD received a Golden Achievement Award for the district's comprehensive communication plan for the Penny Swap, which took place on November 2nd last year. Along with the Golden Achievement Award, MISD earned four Publications and Digital Media Excellence Awards, which recognizes outstanding education publications, e-newsletters, digital media programs, radio, TV, video programs, social media, infographics, blogs, and websites. The district's annual State of the District brochure, Fall 2021 magazine, and video about celebrating diversity won the Award of Excellence, which is the top award in those categories. The district's achievements will be recognized at a national convention in Chicago in mid-July. It happens every year in Mansfield. It happens every July here in Mansfield. And of course, we're talking about the big Independence Day celebration that the city hosts. And it used to be called Rock and Forth. Now it's called Mansfield Rocks. Same type of format. With us on the phone to talk about it is marketing and promotions manager, Tim Roberts. Tim, welcome back to About Mansfield. Oh, good to be back as always. Give us the scoop. When and where and what's happening with Mansfield Rocks? Mansfield Rocks, well, it's Sunday, July 3rd, and that's half the reason why the name ended up changing. We had uh, Mansfield's Rock and Forth, and half the years it was never on the 4th of July, so it's like, yeah, it's a little confusing. So Mansfield Rocks, it is July 3rd. It is at the Big League Dreams Complex, as well as Hawaiian Falls. Uh, this is the second year of our ticketed format. Uh, tickets are on sale right now at MansfieldRocks.com, and i got to say they are, in fact, going pretty fast. Uh, ticket is $20, and that gets you on-site parking and entry for everyone in your vehicle to both Hawaiian Falls and Big League Dreams. So basically one big overarching ticket for everybody, uh, and you can just come out and enjoy, again, a spectacular fireworks show, uh, some time in the wave pool at Hawaiian Falls, music uh, from the Rich Girls, local Dallas band, just a, an awesome, awesome Independence Day weekend event. Roughly what time do the fireworks start? Fireworks start at 9 o'clock, and uh, if you're familiar with the area, it's viewable from around, obviously. If you don't want to uh, come out to the full event, don't want to get a ticket, you know, there's, you know, right there around 360. So at around 9 o'clock, uh, you know, weather permitting, wind permitting, they'll start. Uh, gates open at 6 o'clock at Big League Dreams and Hawaiian Falls. Is the company that has been doing the fireworks in the past, are they doing it again this year? No, this is actually, I'm glad you asked that. This is our first year with a new group. Uh, the gentleman who's been doing it for years, he has finally retired. And so that means 
maybe to some disappointment, but some thrills, there are no more atom bomb explosions at the end. <laughs> uh, and, and I say some disappointment because I know it's a very anticipated th- thing, but some thrills because we get no fewer than a dozen 911 calls every year. Uh, it was an awesome finale, but we'll have a brand new, uh, very cool finale for this one as well. But if you're waiting for that big explosion, it, it probably won't happen this year. And if it does, it might be a, a little, little something different. <laughs> So we're looking at Sunday, July 3rd. What time, if you have purchased a ticket, uh, what what time should people start arriving? Uh, gates open at 6 o'clock. We've got a really good system set up, uh, you know, so don't worry about, you know, too crazy long of a lines. Uh, Hawaiian Falls will still be open until 5, so you really can't even start showing up until probably around 5.30. Uh, so right around then, start lining up. Uh, we'll get everybody in there and just have a great time on Sunday evening. That's Tim Roberts, Marketing and Promotions Manager for the City of Mansfield, and we'll see you Sunday night. Mansfield rocks. Awesome. Just a quick reminder that if you know of any news that's happening here in Mansfield, shoot us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. Include your name and telephone number in case we need more information. Also, we're interested in your feedback. What do you like about the podcast? What do you dislike about the podcast? Who do you think we should interview? How about some story ideas? Again, that email address is news at aboutmansfield.com. We look forward to hearing from you. This Friday is National Postal Worker Day, a day that celebrates and recognizes postal workers and the hard work they put in to ensure your mail gets to you smoothly and on time. Here's a fun fact. Did you know that postal workers in the United States walk an average of four to eight miles a day delivering letters and packages to our doorsteps? Sometimes even in harsh conditions like extreme heat or cold that we are familiar with here in Texas, blizzards, rain, they continue to ensure uninterrupted services. Like the creed says, neither snow nor rain nor heat nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. And if that wasn't enough to coincide with National Postal Worker Day, Friday is also National U.S. Postage Stamp Day. Let's head on over to the weather desk to see if Colleen puts her stamp of approval on the forecast for the next week. Colleen? There will be no stamp of approval. In general, I do not approve of Texas summer temperatures. Although after the cold front came through early this week, bringing our temperatures back down into the normal range, I felt slightly less disapproving. Let's take a look at the toasty weather for the next seven days in Mansfield, Texas. Temperatures are creeping back up. We're looking at a high of 95 degrees on Wednesday, 96 degrees on Thursday, 95 degrees on Friday, 96 degrees on Saturday, 98 degrees on Sunday, 100 degrees on Monday, and 101 degrees on Tuesday. We've got a 20% chance of some scattered storms over the weekend, but other than that, we'll be dry. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that Mansfield sprinklers deliver up to three-quarters of an inch of irrigation this week. If you were lucky enough to receive some of Sunday night's scattered rainfall, that will reduce your lawn's need for water. Follow the recommended settings to cycle and soak your watering with three cycles or start times on two days. This prevents waste from runoff and allows more water to soak into the ground. If you have hot spots in the lawn, hand water those areas as needed. Better yet, start planting on a tree or a mulched landscape bed this fall. 
For more watering tips, visit waterisawesome.com. Coming up after the break, we turn the page to the features section. Today, we're talking science, health, real estate, and rounding it out with the cocktail of the week. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, this is Roger of the Roger and Beth team at Century 21 Judge Fight. The real estate market is far more dynamic today than it has ever been, with values changing quickly. Now is the time to get an update on your real estate portfolio. We're offering a no-cost, no-obligation real estate portfolio review to all About Mansfield podcast listeners. Visit our website at homesinmansfield.com to learn more and to stay on top of what's happening in your neighborhood. Thank you for allowing us to serve you as your go-to Mansfield area real estate resource. Again, that's homesinmansfield.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce the About Mansfield podcast episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great locally produced shows, such as Ask Philip, Daughter of the Other Woman, Stir the Pot, He Loves Me, He Loves Me Not, and We Are TPM, just to name a few, and also handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio out of Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need advice from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway just off of 287 in Mansfield, mention the About Mansfield podcast and record your first episode at no charge. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. At Methodist Health System, every person we treat is a vital part of the communities we call home. Table for two. That's why we're dedicated to exceptional, innovative care. From robotic surgery and advanced oncology, to helping you find a healthier path. And hold that pose. Three, two, one. Being there when and where our neighbors need us. The doctor will be right in. That's community. And why so many people trust Methodist. Hi, this is Joe Jenkins with Joe Jenkins Farmers Insurance, specializing in auto, home, commercial, and life insurance. I was born and raised here in Mansfield, Texas. We're active in the community, and Mansfield's a town we really care about. Our office has over 30 years' experience in the insurance industry, and we're passionate about what we do and about customer service. For a free quote, please visit our website at joejenkinsinsurance.com or give us a call at 817-472-6058. Once again, that website is joejenkinsinsurance.com. Hi, this is John Teixeira with Teixeira Realty Group, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield, your audio newspaper. Let's open up the features section. Let's head on over to the science desk where roving science reporter Dennis Webb unearths a paleontology controversy. Dennis? Thank you, Steve. For several years, I've been casually following a controversy among paleontologists. that Those are academic people who study the fossil record and the rocks on our planet. It all started three years ago when a young doctoral candidate, Robert De Palma of the University of Kansas, published a remarkable peer-reviewed paper that asserted that he had discovered a site in North Dakota 
in what has been called the Hell Creek Formation of rocks that might show the day the dinosaurs all died. This happened at the end of the Cretaceous period, or as we might think, 66 million years ago. The dinosaurs died apparently at the same time the giant meteor hit what is now called the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. I first heard about this in the popular science press, maybe an article in the Atlantic. The short story is that this this site shows a jumbled geologic layer of some of the best preserved dinosaur fossils, freshwater fishes, a few small mammals, lots of trees and plants, and most interestingly, fragments of marine mollusks called ammonites. Between the ammonites and some other evidence, it, it, it suggests this place experienced a sudden, massive, destructive inundation of seawater on dry land near a freshwater river. One part of De Palma's theory has found a lot of support. His evidence that the seawater inundation was not the result of a tsunami from the meteor, which was what they had thought originally had happened, but rather from the massive asteroid impact causing large seismic waves all across the planet that caused a huge sloshing of the oceans all the way around the planet. Back then, the center of what is now the U.S. was a vast sea, surrounded by land on either side with uh, rivers and lakes and stuff. The sloshing pushed the seawater up the freshwater rivers in several fast destructive inundation events, tearing trees out of the ground and killing the dinosaurs and fishes. De Palma's co-authors apparently had respected experience in modeling such large-scale seismic phenomena. While a lot of this has been embraced by his paleontological peers, there has been controversy. First among paleontologists, De Palma is a kid in his 30s who had not yet got his PhD. Geologists tend to be old, cranky, and skeptical. Second, while De Palma has published a few peer-reviewed articles in the journals, he was featured in several high-profile magazine articles. He was always photographed dressed similar to Indiana Jones from the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. More controversial in these popular articles were his discussion of results and conclusions that he had not yet published in the peer-reviewed journals. Finally, De Palma and his collaborators from several universities had acquired exclusive dig rights to the site. The landowner, a rancher, had previously let commercial fossil hunters use the site, but it was advised that it was really important to have it explored by research paleontologists, as it is a very unusual dig. Apparently, De Palma has not provided other researchers access to the site or the fossils he has found. This came to mind recently as the BBC and David Attenborough did a two-hour documentary on this work, and it was presented on PBS in the U.S. as Dinosaur Apocalypse, The Last Day. The production shows CGI Tyrannosaurus rexes, CGI waves of mud and water, and flocks of CGI flying dinosaurs. CGI means computer-generated imagery, like the Jurassic Park movies. De Palma shares recent results not yet formally published, including a fossil turtle apparently violently impaled by a piece of a tree, and his initial attempts to demonstrate that some of the dinosaurs actually died from the chaotic inundation. This would be the smoking gun for his theory to find a fossil that, yep, this guy died from drowning, or blunt force trauma from a tree. This site has some of the best preserved fossil dinosaur skin and eggs, suggesting sudden death and immediate burial where they would not all decay or be eaten by scavengers. 
from some fossil sturgeon bones. De Palma believes he can prove the inundation happened in May of that ancient year. Science journalists are how most of us hear about these interesting stories, and the better science journalists can also summarize the credible opposing assessments. The recent BBC show was kind of visually about the CGI dinosaurs, but it did cover some of the controversy. Some of the science reporting you see on the internet is actually not good science journalism. A lot of it is a quick editing of a scientist's press release without explaining the context, without having actually studied the, the actual paper, or presenting any credible opposing views. Scientists, as all humans, have uneven skills at writing clear press releases, which are instruments of self-promotion, not the way scientists talk to each other about ideas. Anyway, I look forward to what De Palma finds in the coming years, and which of his ideas become independently supported. If you have any questions about science, send an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. When it comes to boosting your brain power, Angel Biasati's feeling a little nutty in today's Methodist Mansfield News to Know. Angel? In last week's News to Know, we talked about boosting brain power through veggies and berries. This week, it's nuts, olive oil, and whole grains. Nuts are typically high in calories and fat content. So they're often overlooked as foods that can help maintain your overall health and a healthy brain specifically. Nuts such as almonds, macadamias, and pistachios help keep our brain function at its best and prevent inflammation. Walnuts have a high amount of DHA and omega-3 fatty acid, which helps improve cognitive performance in adults, and it can help prevent age-related cognitive decline. Olive oil is also a great brain-boosting omega-3 fatty acid. We suggest two tablespoons a day, and research backs up this key ingredient to healthy cooking. Now let's talk about whole grains. Those who enjoy carbs can do so in peace. There's room for carbs in your eating plan, so you'll get fiber and B vitamins your brain needs. These complex carbohydrates are especially helpful toward preserving your memory and reducing inflammation in your brain. So feed your brain with nuts, olive oil, and whole grains. With Methodist Mansfield News to Know, I'm Angel Biasati for the About Mansfield podcast. Whether you're interested in buying or selling, realtor Beth Steinke is here, and she files this week's Mansfield Real Estate Market Update. Let's set the stage. It's a random Thursday evening and the solar panel salesperson shows up at your door unexpectedly and tells you that adding solar panels to your home will add value and lower or eliminate your electricity bill. They dazzle you with information and news articles affirming that position. But does an investment in solar panels really add value to a home in practice? I almost avoided bringing you this topic because I definitely don't want to rile up all of the solar panel owners out there, but the question came from two listeners, Crystal and Caitlin, and it is a worthy discussion. When my clients ask, I share with them the cold hard facts about selling a home with solar panels and the mountain of difficulties that can come with it. The way I see it, there are two reasons someone might opt to invest in solar panels. That is to save money or to save the environment. I will leave the controversy of the environmental impact of mining rare earth minerals required to build the panels to another podcaster for another time, and today focus on the financial aspect of solar panels and the impact to your home's value. 
There are two basic ways to have panels installed on your home. You can lease them with a monthly payment that increases year over year, or you can purchase them typically on an installment payment plan. The financial investment for a typical Mansfield house ranges from around $25,000 up to approximately $50,000. If you buy the battery backup system to maintain power when the rest of your neighbors lose power, that will run you an additional eighteen dollars to $25,000. Overall, that is one heck of a financial investment in your home and worthy of significant thought and research. Solar owners, in effect, swap their electric bill for their solar panel payment. I've seen those payments range from around 120 a month all the way up to and even over 300 a month. Some of my clients have had systems that required them to purchase additional power, usually in the winter months, on top of their panel payment. Some solar agreements limit who you can buy that power from and require you to use the solar company for your additional power needs and prohibiting you from shopping around for the best rates. Here's the million dollar question. Do solar panels add value to your home? At this time in North Texas, we are not seeing buyers add any value to homes with solar panels. This may not be true for other parts of the country. In fact, in California, their electric company's policy is to charge higher and higher rates as you use more electricity each month. So it's not uncommon to have a $500 to $600 electric bill during the summer months. I know this from my own personal experience. For every week we ran our air conditioner, we could add $100 a week to our baseline bill of $250. I can see how a $300 a month payment might be advantageous in that situation, but that is not the situation here in North Texas. So the monthly cost savings is far more modest and buyers can and will do the math. Please understand that buyers do not want to assume your loan or lease payments for a decision they did not get to make. Now let that sink in. So where does that leave you when you're ready to sell and move? It is highly likely that your agent will have to work far harder to convince someone to buy your house with that extra payment than the house down the street for sale. The last house I sold with solar panels, I had to become quite the expert solar panel salesperson to convince a buyer to commit to that. And we usually have several failed deals before we finally get a buyer that is fully informed and on board with the panel payment. So it takes far longer to get to closing. In the end, you can expect to have to financially incentivize the buyer to absorb that payment by either lowering your price, giving a credit at closing, or more commonly paying off the panels at closing out of your sale proceeds, which we have seen multiple times. So you just paid $25,000 to $50,000 so that the next owner can have virtually free electricity for the next 15 to 20 years. How nice for them. Wow, right? That sure isn't what the solar panel salesperson said at your door that night, but I promise you that's exactly what we see in practice. My recommendation is simple. If you see yourself living in this home for the next 20 to 30 years, then it may make financial sense for you to make the solar panel investment and reap the benefits. But all too often, life happens, jobs are lost or transferred, families grow and shrink, and we need to move. The average family moves every five to seven years. On the flip side, I have several clients who love their solar panel systems. They asked about the risk versus rewards and made an informed decision. All I ask is that you do the same. Reach out to your trusted real estate professional and ask them. Then go into that decision with your eyes wide open. Now let's get to the Mansfield real estate market update for this week. 
As of Tuesday, June 28th, there are 93 active and available homes for sale in Mansfield, excluding new construction. That is three times as many homes available as we saw just two months ago. Homes range from a 1,900 square foot mobile home for 260, with the list topping out at a brand new listing with almost 7,200 square feet for 2.4 million. I'm excited to report that there are 10 homes priced under 350. Buyers, it's time to get back out there. You have many more homes to choose from today. 21 homes sold last week at an average of 102% of list price. Are there real estate topics that you want to learn more about? Send us a message at info at aboutmansfield.com. For the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Beth Steinke with Century 21 Judge Fight. Shaken or stirred? Either way, you know it's going to be good, as Brian Certain is serving up another Cocktail of the Week. This week's Cocktail of the Week is the Watermelon Sangria. Cool, fresh watermelon is summer's quintessential treat. This pink sangria highlights with its perfect hints of tart lime and smooth mint. Plus, it makes a large pitcher big enough to thrill a crowd. The sangria earns its gorgeous pink color from a combination of the fresh watermelon juice, the rosé wine, and the rosé champagne. The sweet germain elderflower liqueur adds a luscious floral sweetness to the sangria complementing the fresh herbaceous flavors of the mint and the lime. The sangria gets a blush-colored upgrade with a mix of both still and sparkling rosé wines. It's the ideal drink to sip by the pool or the porch or at the beach or at your house or at my house, and it can be served in a highball glass or for an extra Southern touch. How about breaking out the mason jars? Be sure to serve the sangria with a plate of freshly sliced watermelon to really add a nice degree of elegance. So the ingredients, don't worry about taking notes as I'll be giving out all the ingredients and instructions and posting them on bourbongospel.com. The ingredients is a one bottle of your favorite rosé wine, one half cup of St. Germain elderflower liqueur, one cup of fresh watermelon juice, one bottle of rosé champagne, chilled please, and then fresh mint, lime wheels, and sliced watermelon for garnish. To make it, you're going to first make the watermelon juice. You're going to blend two cups of cubed watermelon in a blender until it's smooth, and then strain it a couple, three times in a fine mesh sieve to remove all the pectin and all the pulp. Then you're going to combine the bottle of rosé, the St. Germain, the watermelon juice, and the zest from the lime into a large pitcher. Chill until ready to serve, and when you're ready to serve it, Add the champagne to the pitcher and stir. Fill the highball glasses with ice and pour the sangria, garnishing with the mint, the lime, and the watermelon slices. As always, I'm open to hear your take and your input. You can reach me at bourbongospel at gmail.com. And until next week, as Mark Twain said, too much of anything is bad. But too much whiskey is barely enough. Reporting for the About Mansfield podcast, I'm Brian Certain. Congratulations to Dale Holland, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Name the eight replica ballparks at Big League Dreams. Dale knew that the fields are Crosley Field in Cincinnati, Boston's Fenway Park, Rangers Globe Life Park in Arlington, Sportsman's Park in St. Louis, Chicago's Wrigley Field, and New York's Ebbets Field, the Polo Grounds, 
and Yankee Stadium. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular About Mansfield trivia question. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to a local Mansfield eatery brought to you by Joe Jenkins Insurance. Whether you're looking for homeowners, auto, commercial, or any other type of insurance, Joe has helped Mansfield area residents understand the insurance coverage that best fit their needs since 2010. You can find him on the internet at Joe JoeJenkinsInsurance.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, most Mansfieldians know that the city of Mansfield is split between three counties. The majority lies within Tarrant County, with the remainder in Ellis and Johnson counties. This week's question is, which county contains more Mansfield real estate, Ellis or Johnson? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, which county contains more Mansfield real estate, Ellis or Johnson? Good luck, and thanks to Joe Jenkins Insurance for the gift card. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the transition from news to talk. And today, part two of our interview with dermatologist entrepreneur Dr. Janine Wang including the ever-popular lightning round. Enjoy. What's the hardest part of your job? Managing people. Managing people. <laughs> yes. Has nothing to do with the patients. And and I yeah. would have thought, you called me into your office one day mm-hmm. after a checkup. Yeah. And we sat there face-to-face, and yeah. you told me that I had skin cancer. Yeah. I would have thought having to address that with patients yeah with some regularity mm-hmm. that that would be the most difficult part of your job but managing people yeah yeah uh, for example well um, I you know the the doctor part is yeah. is easier for me um, that's my job that's <laughs> what I went to school for that's what I'm trying to do okay. so that part, doesn't seem as hard. Um, it always is hard to, to convey bad news to patients. Um, fortunately, most of our dermatology diagnoses, even though it might not be good to get a skin cancer diagnosis, I'm not going to give you a diagnosis that I think you're going to die from most yeah. of the time. Okay. Well, and you, you told me mm-hmm. that, okay, Steve, you have a, uh, you have what's known as Basal cell carcinoma. Yes. And I guess something on my face, uh, because I'd never heard of this before, Mm -hmm. and you've got this gentleness way about you that you said, now, before you jump off the cliff, you should know that the survival rate of BCC is 99%. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, okay, good. And then you explained that there are three mm-hmm. levels of skin cancer. Yeah. And I had the 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 least severe. Yes. Yeah. And and that it's treatable. Uh, you sent me off to a Mohs specialist. Yes. In in Arlington and yeah. uh, uh, and now it turns out that it, I've had five <laughs> BCC surgeries. Yes. And um, but there is there. Yeah, you you made me feel very comfortable with the fact that I had skin cancer. Just yeah. 
I think the uh, the 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 way that uh, I, maybe it's something that you have done mm-hmm. on a regular basis that you've yeah. had to tell people that that yeah. the bad news. Yeah. But you have a uh, a like I said, a very gentle way of presenting it. That yeah. it was like okay. She's not freaking out, so maybe I shouldn't freak out. Right. <laughs> and so. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so that that part, because I do that all the time, and, and that's what I'm good at, mm-hmm. I don't find that hard most of the time. Um, but I'm, I'm not a business person by trade, and I'm not a manager. I, I didn't take any kind of classes for that. But that's, you hire people to do that, though. I, yes, right? But as the leader of a company, there's there's a lot that that I have to do, or at least oversee from above, that has to do with managing people. And I've learned a lot of lessons uh, of what to do and what not to do. Uh, and as our staff has grown, um, it's become you know more challenging. I yeah. think to kind of oversee and manage and and you want your staff to be happy, but we're also running a business. So, you know, things have to be efficient and cost effective. Uh, You want to make sure that people are doing a good job. Uh, We're in healthcare. So people's lives are in our hands. And it's, it's one of those things that, um, I've had to learn a lot over the years how to do and what uh, and and how to be more effective at a, as a leader. And as a dermatologist, I believe you you prefer to do more preventative medicine versus reactive medicine. Yes. That and which to me means maybe a little more homeopathic uh, or or organic. Yeah. Versus let's go in and slice and dice because you, you didn't take care of your skin. Yeah. Um, describe what, uh, what preventative would right. be versus let's do some surgeries or, or scrape and burns. Yeah. So uh, th- this also has kind of evolved um, as I've, I've, I've treated patients over years, but we are taught, what to do in school and in residency. And I believe that most way that medicine is practiced is just reactive medicine. Somebody comes to you with a problem Mm -hmm. and you treat the problem and the treatment is oftentimes some kind of medication or some procedural intervention. Um, And I I, I feel like I just got a little bit frustrated with doing things that way. And I feel like there's a better way to do things if you can educate your patients and get people in the same mindset as, as what you see as a, as, as the more holistic path to health. Yeah. Um, so in my interactions with patients, I try to educate so that people know, okay, if you don't want to have these things, these are the measures you have to take. Um, you know, you, you need, you know, most skin cancers have something to do with excessive ultraviolet exposure. Yeah. And so if you can decrease your sunburn and, and decrease unprotected sun exposure, your chances of getting skin cancers or precancers is going to be lower. 
Um, so that kind of discussion is is part of our our standard dermatology visit. Well, and thanks to you, I carry two cans of of sunscreen <laughs> okay. uh, before awesome. and and I spray before yeah. I play tennis. Yeah, good. And good. I'm glad. Yeah, and, and yeah. there's there's two in case one. I run out of uh, sunscreen that I, yeah. I always have a backup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, I treat skin in general, not yeah. just addressing skin cancers. And so people come to me for various rashes or growth that they have or acne or just people want their skin to be prettier. They're worried about aging. Um, and it's hard to address the skin without integrating some conversation about general health. Right. You know, the whole body is connected and skin health and beauty has a lot to do with how you are internally. So in a, if somebody starts to ask me about skin, it's pretty common that I'm going to ask them, what are you eating? <laughs> and are you drinking enough water? Um, what do you put in your body? Um, are you are you introducing a lot of toxins? Do you smoke? Do you drink alcohol? Are you exercising? Um, all of those things, I think, play a big role in in the health and the beauty and the wellness of the skin. And so, if you can address those things and those things are are well, the person has a better chance of having healthy and 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 more beautiful skin. Is the skin is is an organ? Is it yes. not? It's yeah. it's it's the largest the, the organ largest in organ your body. In the body. Yeah. That's yeah. something I learned in <laughs> science one hundred and one. Yeah. Uh, is it then? Th- does the skin? Is it the first to show symptoms of of problems taking place in the rest of the body, or can you? Yeah, it can be. Um, you know, there are some cutaneous manifestations of systemic disease where, you know, when you see certain skin changes, it may be associated with underlying liver problems or kidney problems, um, heart problems, pulmonary problems. We look at skin and nails for signs of those things. Um, There's a pretty classic skin sign of insulin resistance where a person gets hyperpigmentation in the creases is called acanthosis nigricans. And when I I'm see I'm sorry, that, it's called what? Acanthosis nigricans. Okay. <laughs> um, it's where a person gets a darker, sort of velvety appearing plaque, uh, most commonly in the crease of the neck or in the underarms. And when you see that, it's almost 100% that person is insulin resistant. They may not be frankly diabetic yet, but they are headed on that path. So the skin actually does give you, yes, it creates symptoms of, it gives you clues of what's going on mm-hmm. within, uh, yeah. with the rest of the body. Yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> you have, as I mentioned, you, you have five locations. Do mm-hmm. you, do you envision United Dermatology expanding into, to seven, eight, 10 locations or even larger? I think that's a possibility. It's a possibility. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Um, I've, 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 I'm surprised that I, I kind of enjoy the entrepreneurial aspect. Um, I, it, it gives me a different purpose uh, in in my profession. So as a doctor, I'm I'm helping my patients, 
And I get a lot of fulfillment in in helping people feel better and look mm-hmm. better and improving the quality and the health of their skin. But as a business owner, I found that I also get quite a bit of fulfillment just in empowering my staff. So I've worked with some of my staff for as long as I've been in practice, almost as long as I've been in practice. And I've seen my best employees elevate to managers. Um, I've seen people who've started as just, you know, a, a basic medical assistant and they are so skilled at what they do that they've gotten higher level training and now they're lead estheticians, you know, laser technicians. And that gives me a different sense of fulfillment. Yeah. And I like that. Um, it, it really gives me a lot of um, happiness to see people that I care about succeed. And so I see a different aspect of my business as actually giving um, opportunity uh, to people to excel, to advance, um, to make a better life for themselves, to give them uh, chances that maybe they they might not have had um, in just a normal medical position. Hmm. Yeah. If you had one piece of advice to give to someone who's never been to a dermatologist, what would that be? Um. One piece of advice to somebody who's never been to a dermatologist. Yeah. Uh, the skin is, skin cancer is actually the number one cancer diagnosed um, in, in the United States. So of all the cancers that we, that we have from, um, you know, colon cancer, lung cancer, et cetera, skin cancer is actually number one. Hmm. So if you're going to have any cancer, that probably is something that is most likely. And skin cancer is possibly the easiest one to screen for because the skin is so accessible. It's so visible. Yeah. Um, skin cancer is almost a hundred percent curable if it's caught early. So if you find it on the skin, you identify it, you remove it, you basically cure that person and they will not have to worry about that spot again. Um, and so I think skin cancer and skin cancer screenings are one of the best preventative things, preventative healthcare things you could do because it's so, so accessible, so visible. Um, I also think that how we present ourselves is important in how we feel and how we're perceived by other people. So if you can maintain healthy, beautiful skin, people tend to feel better and people's perception of them is different. Whenever you look at a person and say, wow, you know, their skin is glowing, you know, that, that person's skin is really beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and if you're, if you're educated and how to do that, how to take care of it, I think it can have a significant impact on the trajectory of your life. And people who learn those things at an earlier age have a greater chance to affect their later selves. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, being more proactive and preventative is always better than having to do things after the fact. 
You know, when people come when they already have a problem, it's a, it, it may be harder to correct it than coming before there's a problem. So I would encourage people to come regardless if there's a problem or not, just for at least a skin cancer screening. And then if you're interested, then we have discussions about, you know, what can you do to make your skin look better? And help me out again there. I know you told me there are three different types of skin cancer. We mentioned basal cell mm -hmm. carcinoma. I yeah. always forget the middle one. Yeah. So there's more than three types. Oh, more than three. But there's three most common types. Okay. Uh, there's basal cell carcinoma. That's number one. Mm -hmm. Squamous cell would be number two. That's the one I always and forget. And then melanoma would be number three. And those, those are the top three. In terms of severity. That yes, melanoma. Melanoma is not the is the one you don't want to get. Melanoma is the one that you don't want to get because it it has a a greater chance of spread. Yeah, basal cell and squamous cell most of the time will just stay in the skin. Basal cell almost always. Um, there's very rarely a basal cell that is going to metastasize. So when you diagnose a basal cell, as long as you can just remove this, the skin that's affected, you're going to cure that person. Squamous cell is still mostly in the skin, but that one has a higher risk of metastasis relative to basal cell. Uh, but still, the, the metastatic squamous cells are still fairly not so common. And if they're caught early, no problem. You just cut it out or you do some form of you know treatment. Yeah. Yeah. Scrape and burn. That's Scrape my favorite. Scrape and burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you've, uh, you've done, I think you've done three, I, I know you've done two. Yes. Scrape and burns on me. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not fun, but it, it no. you know, it happens. Yeah. It's, and, and the, the beauty of, of, you know, these kind of minor skin cancers is the treatment also is relatively benign. You know, yeah. even though it's not fun and you have to go through some kind of procedure, it's just an in-office procedure. Most of the time it's local anesthetic, yep. not put to sleep or anything, potentially in and out within an hour. Uh, and it, it doesn't interfere with your life too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> no, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um yeah. I think I just received a Band-Aid after that. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Band-Aid and wound care, no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we went from uh, we went from med school into your practice. Uh, at at what point did you get married? I got married after I graduated from res, uh, uh, my intern year. So I finished medical school, and then after medical school, there's an internship year. Mm -hmm. And we got married after intern year. So I I was 26. Uh, I think I turned 27 okay. within that month. Um, yes. And you became Dr. Janine Wang. I, I, Wang is, is... Is my married name. Is your married name. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. My maiden name is Koi, K-O-A-Y. Okay. Yeah. By the way, did you know that Wang, mm -hmm. based on population, is the number one surname in the world? No, I did not. There you go. Really? Yes. That's your your trivia for for today. Okay. Uh, I, I was actually no looking idea. up my surname and uh, which is like fifty thousandth in the world or somewhere <laughs> way down the list. But you know, I started at number one. It was like Wang, and I said, oh, "Wait, 
I'm That's interviewing Janine Wang here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I have to at least bring uh, that up and let her know. That is so interesting. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wang yeah. is, is, is number okay. one. Uh, Janine Wang, what, what's your favorite ice cream? Oh, well, so that depends on what mood I'm in. Um, <laughs> because if, if I'm in the mood for something creamy, then I'll go for like a coffee ice cream or like coffee or chocolate or something like that. But occasionally I don't want the creamy and I'll go for a sorbet. And if it's a sorbet, it's probably going to be like strawberry or lemon, um, you know, something a little bit tart, yeah, but still slightly sweet. Um, but I think most of the time I prefer the creamy. So I think I'm, I, if I had to choose one, it's going to be some mix of coffee and chocolate. Coffee, chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Like a mocha. Yeah. Something. Yes. yes. All right. Yeah. All right. We have reached that part of the interview where, where it's called the, the lightning round. Okay. This is where our listeners really get to know Dr. Janine Wang. It's a very simple exercise of, of this or that. Okay. You seem to have a pretty good sense of humor, so okay. uh, so it's just, uh, it, it, there there are only ten of them. Okay, night or day? Night. Sneakers or sandals? Sneakers. Passenger or driver? Passenger. Black or white? White. Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. TV or book? Book. Work hard or play hard? Hmm. Work hard. <laughs> Winter or summer? Summer. Dog or cat? Dog. Well, that was easy, wasn't yeah, it? Do you have a dog? I have three dogs. Have three yeah, dogs. no cats. You want to no. shout out to your dogs? <laughs> uh, shout out to Sky, Bella, and Bo. And this one, based on your ice cream, mm -hmm. uh, should be a, a gimme. Uh, coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Yeah. And again, your favorite ice cream? Uh, like a mocha, coffee and chocolate, yeah. Dr. Janine Wang, if someone wanted to reach out to you or to United Dermatology mm -hmm. for uh, for any questions about their skin, how can they reach you and and uh, and your your business? Yeah, um, you can go to our website. It's unitedderm.com. U n i t e d d e r m dot com. Uh, that will have all of our phone numbers and locations. We have uh, Instagram and Facebook, and on both of those social media platforms, there's messaging. So sometimes we get messages from patients through social media. Um, I'm more active on Instagram, and my handle on Instagram is actor, at Dr. Janine Huang. Um, so yeah, just internet, you know, uh, website or social media platforms. Our main phone number is 817-539-0959, if you like to just call. <laughs> Give that again so people don't have to rewind. And 817-539-0959. Janine, thanks for being here. I've been a patient of yours since the Methodist Mansfield Professional Center. It may not be in 15 years, but um, you've taken good care of me, and I, I greatly Aww. appreciate that. And, and thanks for being on About Mansfield. Thank you, Steve. It was a pleasure to be here, and I'm honored to be your doctor. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, we will talk with a Mansfield shop owner and expert in the field of sports memorabilia. Yeah, we're talking trading cards, autographs, bobbleheads, 
and a whole lot more. As always, this is the place where you will hear the latest Mansfield news, sports, and weather. Until then, don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, love, share. Come on now, support this podcast if you haven't already so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Head on over to our website, aboutmansfield.com. Enter your email address on the homepage. We will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts, Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Moment with the Mayor feature, Michael Evans. Science reporter, Dennis Webb. Methodist Mansfield News to Know, Angel Biasati. Mansfield Real Estate Market Update, Beth Steinke. Ask Terry Home Improvement, Terry Radswin. Cocktail of the Week, Brian Certain. Post-production editing, mixing, and mastering, Jacob Atkinson. We thank you all for listening. On behalf of the entire news team, I'm Steve Casillo, and this is about Mansfield.